Hi, my name is Valeria Bizenti. Yeah. I'm the managing director of Information Technology for Family Business Fund. And today we're going to be uh, talking on how technology has changed the financial world. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Traditional Investing is Dead. My name is Douglas Muir, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Family Business Fund. Welcome to our podcast today. What has happened the last year to the Family Business Fund? And what has happened through technology? Uh, being a professor and also the CEO of the company, I want people to learn about what it's like running a startup and a startup that is doubling every three months. That could be the killer of any company unless you do it right. So we're gonna talk about that today. And what we're gonna talk about is technology and who better than the managing director of information technology, the famous, my partner, Valeria Bizenti. Welcome, Valeria. Thank you. <laughs> Valeria gets a little nervous, so we're, we're gonna play that in, but um, I have some questions for her to teach all of us about the information technology and how that has really saved us. Valeria, how does technology in the last year develop the Family Business Fund and our ability to grow at such a high rate? So technology has a very high uh, impact on our performance for the company. Um, what we were doing before, it was a lot of manual work, which it was because uh, I needed to understand all the ins and outs uh, of the, what we wanted and what worked uh, and did not work uh, before you start implementing it into uh, programming into a website or a web portal or whatever. In uh, IT, we have uh, an agile process. So uh, when you look at a project management, uh, you usually use a waterfall project. So you come up with, okay, I want to be ending this project by this date, and then you back everything out. It saves us a lot of time because we catch the issue right at the fr front instead of catching it at the due date when everything, the whole project is done, and then uh, nothing works because you didn't catch these little issues coming up. And you have also like the actual um, end users uh, you use the software so you can uh, they can identify the issues for you and then as a programming team we uh, tweak all the code and we tweak everything. So for the new startups out there they're probably saying yeah this is all good right you're a hedge fund you got a, a boatload of money you could throw it at that. Is there a way of doing this type of agile process that would save our viewers money in the startup phase, right? Because if you develop something wrong, and we can, we can go over a company back in 2004 that was just disastrous because yeah. we had the wrong, we had, we had, we had the wrong foundation, right? right. Yeah. Is there a way of doing it, I don't want to say on the cheap, but on less expensive less expensive is really like before you start hiring like uh, IT people and uh, all the software developers database and uh, all that great stuff AI uh, experts is really like uh, know what your business is uh, what you want uh, and you know there is like uh, the old Excel file that can do everything and anything. In financial world, uh, you're gonna look at, at, at numbers, I mean, bottom line. 
so you want to basically get all your foundation of everything that you need into specific Excel files. Identify what you want, uh, uh, what you want to see, how you want to manipulate the data, and then translate those Excel files into technology. The Family Business Fund underwriting process is probably the most important, right? We, we underwrite advances for small uh, to mid-sized companies, and so the underwriting is everything. We, we used to do it manually. So can you give us an example of what underwriting was like last year and how technology really pulled us into the 21st century? So we would get an email into our uh, inbox and then uh, with all the information from the broker and uh, uh, we would uh, uh, open up the email, analyze the file, go into uh, one application to do the background check, uh, go to another application to get information about the past, uh, the, the past uh, experiences uh, with other funders uh, for that specific merchant. Um, and then uh, um, do the credit report checks uh, and all these different checks, which are like different platforms. Uh, so you have to log into different places. How long would, how long would that take for one file? So for one file, it was literally like, uh, uh, I, I would say an average of 20 minutes. Right, so uh, 20 per minutes file. per file, we're getting how many files in a day? Uh, we are getting um, 500, I believe. So you, you can do so, the math. Yeah. And, and so Valeria's created this unbelievable underwriting software. How long does it take to underwrite a file now? Uh, right now, it literally takes uh, uh, five minutes. So from 20 minutes to five minutes. Now, now, folks, for you out there with startups, if you could just do the equation between having employees with five minutes or employees doing 20 minutes, it, it'll absolutely pay for your software within the first year. Another thing we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that our brokers had access to their clients' files so they could see where they are in the process. What did that do to telephone calls when you, when you implemented that part? The brokers, they love our company because we're very personable and we're always like, we can always answer any question that they might be calling us and they can talk to the underwriter to specifically explain to them why we came up to a specific conclusion. And they love that about us, but with the software, that it actually diminished because they can actually find out exactly what's going on with their file immediately. So let's start talking about investing, the family business fund, and information technology, AI, and something uh, that we all know called voice assistance. Now I, I have a smile on my face because I know Valeria <laughs> very well. And she's got this conspiracy theory, but I, I got to tell you, I, I don't know if I'm joining her or not, but 39% um, of internet users in 2021 use a series, use an Alexa. Um, we're not allowed to have that in our office for right now. But, um, I didn't get that. The, Could you try? See? See? <laughs> see? Did you hear that? Perfect example. We, we couldn't even try. <laughs> To do, well, that was her watch saying we didn't understand that. 
Can you repeat that, please? <laughs> wow, that is great. Okay, so now, so now, tell us about what voice assistance is. Should should companies be using that? Is there a conspiracy theory? Are they listening to you on your watch? <laughs> okay, this is uh, this is funny. Uh, voice assistance. So uh, when you get your cell phone, or you have like uh, you can detect anything, like you can detect your text, uh, and uh, you can do anything like uh, with your voice. Um, Awesome concept. Uh, it takes a lot of uh, it takes a, a lot of uh, typing out of the picture, and uh, you can uh, multitask a lot. That is uh, that is really great. But on the other end, uh, um, you are giving a lot of information. Now, every time you buy a product, uh, and uh, um, you know, it doesn't have to be Apple, it doesn't have to be Samsung or Google, anything you buy these days, uh, you have to uh, sign the little disclaimer, right? And how many people read that disclaimer? You want the thing and you, you say, I give away all my rights, uh, just do it for me and I will, I will sign anything and everything and, you know, I don't have anything to hide. So we all click I agree and you all click uh, like uh, install now and we all do it. We all do it. Now somebody like me, I'm always thinking, okay, what, uh, what privacy rights uh, am I giving away? When I'm using this type of software, when I'm using this type of uh, data collection tool, what am I giving away? So with uh, um, with Siri and uh, with, uh, you know, Alexa, those are very intrusive, uh, I believe. Like, even if you're not using it, you think, uh, no, I'm not using it. You are using it. You have your watch on your wrist 24-7. Uh, you have your cell phone mm. next to you 24-7. I mean, I have more my cell phone next to me than my husband. My cell phone knows a lot more about me than my husband does. <laughs> uh, you know, that is something that you always have to be very, uh, very aware of. Doesn't have to drive your life. Uh, like, yeah, I'm still wearing my iWatch. Uh, why? Because it's cool. Because I can see who is texting me or is emailing me. But I know that if I need to have a specific conversation that I don't want to have uh, Apple or mm. something, no, then maybe we want to like put our cell phone somewhere else and then talk. But I mean, how many times do we do that? Never. <laughs> but you know, it's in the back of my mind.